Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Before we replace this job role with a computer, go do it. You're not going to make any money. It's not scalable, but grab your employees, grab your friends and go do it. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Welcome back to another We Are LA Tech Crypto Friday special episode. I'm your guest host, Ira Herman, CTO of CoinBot, and we have an awesome guest on the show today uh, joining us back in the studio. Uh, Nick, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here. Great. So uh, you've been, you're a friend of the podcast. You've been on the show before. Yep. Uh, for anyone who hasn't heard that episode, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, what your company does, and then also why you're on a Crypto Friday episode. Yeah. So I'm the CEO of Bixley and we're a software development company that helps other firms and other entrepreneurs flesh out their applications, finish the development, do the design and get them actually launched. And the reason we're on here today is we're actually partnering with a company called CubeChain, which is here in LA. And we've been working on several blockchain related applications and we're really excited to talk about them. Awesome. How do you spell CubeChain? So CubeChain is Q-U-B-E-C-H-A-I-N. So CubeChain but with a Q. Awesome. That's like, <laughs> that reminds me of one of my favorite games of all time, Qbert. I don't oh know gosh, if that's going way that. back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty far back. Uh, awesome. So tell us a little bit about what CubeChain is doing. Yeah. So CubeChain is run by uh, an awesome dude named Reese Morgan and his team. And we've closely partnered with them and have been building out several different applications with Reese and his team. And it, right now it basically splits into two different projects. One of them is around being able to use your Bitcoins much easier. And another one is actually about modernizing healthcare and getting around all the annoying HIPAA regulations and all that stuff. Interesting. So uh, modernizing healthcare, getting around HIPAA applications versus building your crypto or your blockchain based applications more easily. Where can CubeChain help with that? What are those solutions? Yeah, so... With the HIPAA stuff, it basically, I like to tell the story of when I was getting glasses last year, right? I've been wearing glasses forever. I get a new prescription. I go over to a store in the mall and I'm ordering new glasses and they go, okay, what's your prescription? I'm like, oh shoot, it's a three digit number. I forgot what it was. Let me give them a call. Call up the optometrist and they go, yeah, we can't tell you that. I'm like, well, why not? It, it like 3.25. Like I personally it's super secret, right? That's so <laughs> secret. It's incredible. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, a, I'm ordering glasses. Can I have the number? They're like, no, we can fax it to you. The height of technology. <laughs> in <laughs> 1980. <laughs> right. Yeah. In 1982. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, how else can I get it? Like, it's me. Can I give you my social? No. So I leave that store, drive across town to the optometrist. They then print out and hand me three numbers, drive back to the, you know, the glasses store, hand it to them. They get my glasses done. And I'm just like, that was a huge waste of time. So 
That's what we're trying to solve. That's not the future that we're living into. We have cars that can drive themselves. We have cars in space now. That's true. (laughs) That was an amazing launch. (laughs) That was awesome. And so, so Cube Chain is creating an app called Cube Vault. And the idea with that and, and what we've been building with them is, okay, there's services out there, specifically Microsoft Health Vault, that can store your medical records online. That's cool. But HIPAA compliance is still a thing, which basically regulates who can and cannot see your records. Right. And I forgot exactly what that stands for, but it's something like Health Insurance Information Privacy Act or something like that. That's a pretty good guess. I'm going (laughs) to go with that. (laughs) Uh, But it's yeah. Or or something about portable information. And I remember the main thing being uh, I I was doing some tech work with a lawyer uh, many years ago when HIPAA first came out. And one of the first things that came out was uh, when you go into a medical office and there's a sheet to sign in on the front desk and you used to be able to sign in and you could see everyone else who signed in, right. which was a huge violation of people's <laughs> yeah, privacy. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. So especially so, depending on where, you know, which hospital you're at, you're like, oh, I wasn't supposed to know that. So, so yeah, yeah that, all, all these little things to help protect information so that you can't that information doesn't just fall into anyone else's hands, which is absolutely critical. That is good. So HIPAA is good. The problem is when you're building software, the regulations around it are really complicated and it's not a matter of, Oh, Hey, let me like DM you my prescription. That's just not allowed. Mm -hmm. So companies like Microsoft have built health vault where you can store all your records until HIPAA compliant. But now we have the reverse problem of, well, how do I get that record back to someone so they could actually use it. That's where Cube Vault comes in. So what Cube Vault is doing is leveraging the blockchain to manage access to your online medical records. So, you know, traditionally access is done through a website and you kind of pretty much have to trust that website. The beauty of the blockchain is I get to see everyone who I've granted access to, everyone who I've revoked access to, and it's a permanent historical record. So I can temporarily give access to the optometrist and then revoke it and not be worried that this shady website over here is still sharing my private information. That's true. You cut them off and then you know permanently their access is revoked because blockchains are immutable. They're, they're unchangeable and you can audit them uh, and make sure that that's the case. Exactly. And you know, if you could even extrapolate that out to Maybe one day you your medical records do end up out there and you're like, uh, who had access to my records? And you just could look and be like, well, I gave my access to this guy a year ago and now it's on the Internet. So he's probably the leak or, you know, wherever. Basically, the record is there. And what's what's really cool about it is when you you add on to this, if access is being controlled by the blockchain, then authentication and passwords and stuff is also managed through it. And there's a lot of power you can add to that. So right now, when you try to log into websites, it's a password, Mm -hmm. right? And okay, that's decent, but that password can be stolen, forgotten. There's a bunch of reasons. So how do you prove it's you? Right. Lots of passwords have been stolen. Even recently, uh, Dropbox and, and other major retailers, LinkedIn, all, all these crazy companies have been hacked. And uh, there's there's certain tools where you can search based on your email address and it shows you all your known passwords based on these yeah. hacks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's not even a question of if your th- password has been, you know, your web, 
your password has been stolen. Mm-hmm. It's how many times has it been stolen and have <laughs> they cracked it or not? So hopefully you have a good password. But if it's a weak password, no, they could, if they felt like it, log in as you. And you don't want them logging into your medical records. Right. So what's really cool about Cube Vault in in addition to just simply managing access is it actually has three factors of authentication, which thankfully are not actually that annoying because two factor can be somewhat annoying. Yeah. The two factors usually where you, you put in your username or email address and password, and then you have a code generator, which reminds me of the old like RSA secure IDs, little keychains that right. generated n- random numbers every like 30 to 60 seconds. Uh, so yeah, you use a code generator app, like Google Authenticator or Authy. Right. The, the problem with those is you end up having to have the keychain with you or Google Authenticator or whatever, right? Like you yeah, have to have all this yeah. other stuff. So Cube Vault is taking that idea, but saying, okay, what are some good, good authentication factors? Well, we've got to go with password. That's a basic one. Another one is, well, we've got fingerprint. So we can at least confirm that this login is happening on your person and not, you know, someone else's computer who stole your password. And then more specifically, due to regulations and, you know, it it helps, we're actually going ahead and kind of rolling back to the old RSA key days where we actually had public and private keys, Hmm. but that's built into the app. So you install the app, sign into it the traditional ways, set up your fingerprint, set up a key, and it syncs the key with the blockchain. So when you log in, you have to have that phone, your password, and your fingerprint to get access to the like admin panel to then control access from there. That's really interesting. So instead of the key just being out there, the only way that you can get access to it is with your password and your fingerprint, your password, your fingerprint, and the key that's installed on your phone. Oh, wow. Which makes it extremely compliant, extremely secure. But then once you have that access, then I can share, Hey, optometrist, you can have access to my, you know, online medical records. It's really easy from there. And you don't need to give them your key or your password or right. your finger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that, would, that would not be good. <laughs> right. So they, they have their own authentication into mm-hmm. the system. So what's interesting with that is they would technically just connect straight to Microsoft Health Vault, which already has its connections across the world. But managing mm-hmm. that is not user-friendly, not cheap. It's just not designed for consumers. For, for, you know, normal phone users. Health Vault is very much for, you know, Kaiser uses it for their stuff. What we're doing is basically putting a management framework in front of that. So it's entirely HIPAA compliant, but also easily manageable. And I can say, hey, you can have access to my Health Vault. And then boom, they can get it with their systems that already exist. Very cool, Nick. So there's an existing Microsoft solution and you found where the difficult, the pain points are. Mm-hmm. And, and are basically targeting how can we use blockchain to to solve this pain point? Exactly. Make it work better. Exactly. With the security that blockchain provides, which is you don't trust us to manage your password. No, no, no. You trust the blockchain and everyone else is watching <laughs> so they can see if anything weird's happening. Cool. And, and I want to zoom back for a little bit just to where where you're at, because you've got, you're actually working with several companies right. and, and you're uh, really instrumental in, in how they're building out these technologies. So um, tell us just a, a summary about Bixley and, and what you guys are doing and what you offer. Yeah. So Bixley has been around for about nine years now, and we've been building software all over the place, whether it's, you know, e-commerce stuff to, you 
I mean, we were working for Lockheed Martin for about a year and a half building top secret stuff that I can't talk about. And then, you know, we've worked kind of all over the place and blockchain as it's gotten more and more popular is really where we're getting much more involved in. And Bixley is here because a lot of times the companies we work with or the people we work with are specialists. So in the case of Reese Morgan and his team, they're extremely embedded into blockchain, but they need to build an application with logins and user interfaces and all that. Right. So instead of reaching outside of their specialty and trying to build out a team that then they have to manage and waste all the time, they want to focus on what they're good at. So we partner with companies to build and manage the larger scope of their project from design, you know, the marketing, the rollout, everything it takes to actually get that thing to launch. So we're a team of developers and designers and admins who can actually make that happen. And then what's really cool recently is getting into the blockchain space. It started as, hey, let us build an app on top of your blockchain. So now we're actually writing smart contracts and we're in there in the blockchain making it happen. And that just comes from experience and doing it over and over and over. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, you, you guys are LA area based, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're over in Orange County. Yeah. Right? We're a little South down there in Orange County. You know, we're, we're California based. So we have some people up North, um, a team down here as well. And we are in LA and OC all over the place, driving around. Happy to be up here too. It's awesome. It's yeah, nice to come. Thanks for coming up, up here to the We Are LA Tech Sound Studio at the Beach House. Cover, oh, it's great. Main Street, Santa Monica. <laughs> you can go rock at the yeah, beach. A couple like, blocks from the beach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's Bixley. And it's really nice when we get to set up these partnerships with people like Cube Chain, where it's not just them out on their own. And it's not just us. We can combine our skill sets because software these days, there's so many facets to it, right? You always hear people yeah. say, oh, I got an app idea. It's like, okay, so let's go down the list. Funding, design, blah, blah, you know, there's all this stuff. We can fill in the gaps of entrepreneurs with good ideas. We can help them realize it. Right, and, and what, are, what are some of those steps? I know there's, there's funding, design, you mentioned there's, mm-hmm. there's uh, graphic design and user experience design, right? There's data modeling, there's... Uh, development there's sometimes front end versus back end development yeah i mean you're nailing it blockchain the, in this the case list goes on yeah when you add blockchain it's not like you're doing blockchain and not everything else you still got to do all of it in fact it's just adding another step and so a lot of times what happens is with ideas and I, this is something we've actually learned over the years an idea is poured in and all the funding is poured into this software like tech idea And some of the real world testing and experience kind of gets lost because we're so focused. And I I was guilty of doing this years ago of just pouring money and time into technology. Three years later going, hey, who wants it? And going, oh, nobody wants it. Hmm. Well, shoot. So part of what we do is we actually take sort of like a CTO role with companies to go, okay, I understand your idea. Before a ton of money and time is spent on this, let's take a step back and figure out what are we trying to accomplish? What technology do we need? What maybe we shouldn't spend time and money on? And let's actually do some real world testing and experimenting with this idea before putting money into it, which is something that not a lot of tech companies, we just want to build tech. I'm a nerd, right? I'm just like, let's go, let's go. So what our advisors, you know, everyone's everyone's got their own advisor. What he tells us is, okay, you have an idea, go become the expert. If if you're going to build an app to help, you know, like you you could take really anything. Like 
we're going to help drivers. You know, you, you could take an Uber example. We're going to help them be, you know, a modern taxi service. You can only do that if you've gone out and tried it. You got to understand what the wear and tear on the car is, what the droughts are like, what the time expenditure is. And if you that don't make sense. Yeah, exactly. If you're not an expert at it, then how are you going to automate it? Because that's all we're doing is automating our real world life. I can't automate if I don't know what it is. That reminds me of kind of uh, it was maybe 15 plus years ago uh, where the popular model was to write out a whole business plan, marketing plan, financial model, all of these things before you'd ever started the company, Mm -hmm. raise funding off of that uh, and then build the company. And with that model, you know, even now, uh, more companies fail than succeed as far as startups go. So Mm -hmm. you got to kind of get through those failures to find the successes and you have to be able to roll with the punches, pivot, iterate, that whole thing. Right. Uh, but it, but even back then, you know, most of the companies failed. And it was fascinating. So, some of the companies I, I was part of, we were writing these plans and going like, how would we know this stuff? We haven't right. built the company yet. <laughs> right? This doesn't make sense. So as soon as like the the lean startup Eric Reese book came out and that mm-hmm. whole lean methodology became popular. Uh, I just loved it. Cause it's like, yeah, what's the four hour work week? Tim Ferriss had, yep. a, had a lot of tips on this as well. What's the least thing, the least that we can do to get out there and start doing this business to learn from it and right. then expand our plan or change our plan based on that information. Exactly. And what's happened with people, especially in the tech industry is they don't even stop at let's build a business model. They go, let's build the app. And oh, then they're wow. $200,000 into it, a million dollars into it before they, they're like, we don't want anyone to know about it because they'll steal it or, you know, our IP or whatever. So we're right. going to build the whole thing before. NDA is for everyone. Right. <laughs> Look, if it's a brilliant idea and you are going to be the one putting 80 hours a week and not going to sleep because you're thinking about it, it's your idea. Other people on the side, they're not going to just swoop in and steal it. The problem is you get a million dollars in until anyone knows about it. That's dangerous. So what we like to do with with companies we work with is we say, okay, have you gone out and do this? You're going to be running a school or you're going to be running. We're always trying to automate something, right? We're trying to replace. But before we replace this job role with a computer, go do it. You're not going to make any money. It's not scalable, but grab your employees, grab your friends and go do it and become an expert at whatever that thing is. So if you're automating the healthcare industry, go experience it. Yeah, you can't be a doctor, but go experience what it's like to deal with HIPAA. Go talk to your optometrist and go, how annoying is it to get prescriptions? Walk me through it. Find a company to partner with so that you then go, okay, this is a pain point. This is a pain point. I thought this was interesting. This actually doesn't matter. We're not going to waste any money building that. And over here, I have way more nuance and understanding about the real world situation. So when I go to automate and I build this computer software, I know exactly what I'm doing. Because anytime you automate something, you lose visibility into what is actually going on. You end up just taking guesses. So as far as knowing those different industries, having different levels of experience, I know you've got a stable of developers and and I'm understanding now, not just developers, but whole team, you've got designers, you've mm-hmm. got product managers, people in, in every aspect of this. Um, is that one of the things that that Bixley brings to the table? If if we uh, bring you on, you'll be able to bring that insight, or maybe you've already built a system in healthcare or in mm-hmm. blockchain. These other things that that our developers maybe haven't touched yet. Yeah, exactly. So when you know we're dealing with Cube Chain, they're like, "Hey, have you dealt with HIPAA?" I'm like, yeah, three other times. Huh. We've done this, and it's 
always frustrating, but required. It's important. So our developers have experience in HIPAA. Our product managers, product owners have management, have experience with HIPAA. And then I come in as well as my business partner from sort of a pseudo CTO role and go, okay, what do we not know? What do we need to learn? What do we need to research before I could swoop in and say, pay me a bunch of money. I'll build whatever you want. But you could just hire employees for that. But that's, you're not getting the, the brain trust that comes along with the same team working together for 10 years and going, let me help you bring your app from an idea through the vetting, through the funding, through the development, actually launching it and not wasting a ton of money in the process. Very cool. And how can people find out more about CubeChain? So CubeChain is currently the, their products are in development right now. I believe there is cubechain.com, which is, like I said, Q-U-B-E chain.com. And that's pretty much their landing page. The new products are going to be coming out fairly quickly and they will be blasted all over the internet at the time. And then, of course, Bixly is B-I-X-L-Y dot com. And that's our website. And sort of the partnership is is happening behind the scenes. We won't see it on the website, but... (laughs) It's there. Cool. So yeah, secretly powered by Bixley. <laughs> yeah. You guys have the inside information now mm-hmm. <laughs> listening to this podcast. Yeah. If you didn't know before, now you know CubeChain powered by Bixley. Right. This is this is the secret. This is one of the uh the industry secrets, yep. Bixley. Secret sauce. What's uh what's another blockchain project that you guys are working on right now? Yeah, so that's the big rage right now, right? Bitcoin, mm-hmm. Ethereum, pick one. There's tons of coins out there. People are making all this money. They're like, oh my gosh, I put $100 in three years ago and now I'm a millionaire. Hmm. Okay, that's cool. Can you buy anything with it? Right. How, how do you go to a coffee shop, restaurant, or pay your rent with that? With coins on the internet. Because I'm pretty sure a lot, some some tech companies are on the ball and adding Bitcoin, but a lot of a lot of companies either don't want to do it because they don't know how or there's fees or just they just haven't gone around to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do I spend all this coin value money that I have? Well, so, there, there's a challenge uh, with that as well, is that Bitcoin has turned more towards a good store of value and not a great transactional currency mm-hmm. because of the time it takes to make the transactions and also the fees getting crazy. There was right. not long ago it was I want to say it was about fifty dollars. Uh, per transaction. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And it, it's come back down as of recently to, mm-hmm. I think, under $10, but it fluctuates. So if I'm if I'm just making a bunch of small transactions, it doesn't make sense for me to pay that much money and then have to wait half an hour, an hour or so to confirm the transactions. So that's it's still not optimal for that. It's more like buying gold bars or something exactly. and holding it. It's not very liquid, <laughs> but it stores the value. And, and you know, it should be liquid though, because it's computers and gold bars are in a vault. I can't go get them. So why is it not? Well, that's True. a whole story for another day. But the, to, to your point of companies adding it and actually removing it, the premier like game distribution company, Steam run, run by Valve mm-hmm. on, on PC, they used to take Bitcoin to buy games. Well, games are 60 bucks. If the fee is $10, that's ridiculous. That's what, like 12, 15% of the total purchase is just this random fee. Yeah. So they had to turn it off. Yeah. That's more than what a credit card processor would charge, which is usually around 3%. 
Yeah. To the merchant. And in this case, it's yeah, ten ten dollars out, out of sixty. Yeah. Uh significant percentage. And that's usually the person who sends the money. So mm-hmm. the person buying the game is paying that. That's that's a big deterrent. Yeah. So the product we're building right now is looking at ways to get around this and also trying to get your Bitcoins and, and Ethereum and a bunch of other ones usable in industries that are nowhere close to Bitcoin. So the the first industry they're targeting specifically is the travel industry. So relatively large purchases, you're talking about airfare, hotels, that kind of accommodations, right? So you might be spending anywhere from 500 to a couple thousand dollars in one go, but you've got all this Bitcoin on the side. So you're like, I'm going to go take my Bitcoin vacation. Right. It, it went up $4,000. <laughs> I'm going on vacation. Okay. But travel agencies aren't taking Bitcoin, Right. Like they're Not, yeah, none that I've heard of. They're way behind the times. So this application also through partnership with CubeChain is trying to use some existing methods and existing channels to make this really quick. And actually, one of the things you mentioned is the time. On average, I think it's still 10 minutes for a transaction to go through. Yeah, the uh, a new a new block gets written, which is uh, on on the distributed ledger, the transactions, all the transactions get put into a block that by design only happens once every 10 minutes on yeah. the on the Bitcoin blockchain. But that's and, a long time to stand there. Be like, I don't know if I paid for this yet. True. And then and then what a lot of companies will do, too, is they'll say, well, if it's just one block, we don't know that it's totally safe. So they'll right. wait for several blocks to occur after it to make sure it's really buried in the blockchain and it's not going to change. Right. So that that's where it could be an hour where you're waiting for six blocks to occur. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I got I got things to do. I can't yeah. wait around for this. <laughs> like, I thought I was buying this plane ticket, but now I'm not sure. So what this application is doing is the the user story, right? Is you go to the travel agency, you go through your normal process, and at the end where it would traditionally say pay with PayPal or credit card, it would say, Hey, pay with this new system. But it's for the website, all it's doing is linking you off. So it, it links you to a new tab. And over here, you're basically just using your Bitcoin to buy a prepaid Visa card. Now, this isn't credit cards or anything where like that. It's you. It just says, oh, how much do you need on your on your travel website? It says this trip is $700. So I go, I need a $700 Visa prepaid debit card. So as good as cash. And the, the application is actually doing the conversion. So you send it Bitcoin and under 30 seconds, this was a specific feature under 30 seconds, it issues you a Visa debit card. Oh, wow. So I don't even have to wait for a card to get minted or whatever it is, <laughs> printed in plastic, put in the mail, sent to my house. I mean, that, that could take a week. Right. So I instantly get a card number. It just pops up. It'll email it to you, but it's also, it, you know, you've got your digits and expiration date, name, everything. For all intents and purposes, it's, and this is a feature Visa offers. This is not some weird out of the blue thing. Oh, Visa wow. has been doing this. Like, I think like cards.com or something, you can like exchange your gift cards. There's a bunch of ways to do this. But this new application basically takes your Bitcoin and gives you a debit card just on the spot. And they're issuing it. So they're kind of dealing with the delays and the risk and everything else with is this legit? That's their own, like they're taking that risk and giving you a debit card. And then you just type those numbers, you know, copy paste those numbers into the travel agency and pay for it. And they get real American dollars. It's, it's cash. It's not going to randomly change value between the time that you issued it and paid or anything like that. And so they're starting in the travel world because there's a lot of transactions that happen there. 
and it's very far from Bitcoin. And eventually, if that works out, sure, it'll expand to other industries. So you can buy groceries with it eventually. That's very cool. So I could take my Bitcoin and I could buy some plane tickets right right now or mm-hmm. instantaneously. I get that virtual visa number, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I can plug that into the travel site and, and my tickets are booked. Boom. Done. And that that transaction with the travel agency, that's real money. They got it instantly. They're not going to question it because, yeah, I got a visa card and there's cash behind it. And and I'm assuming it's it's travel industry first to kind of make sure that all the kinks are worked out and the, the controls are in place. Mm-hmm. If there is any fraud or any, anything like that's kind of worked out. Yeah. And, and then once that once that baseline's established, then you guys are rolling out into other industries as well. Yeah. And that's that's the plan is sort of keep it contained, keep it understandable, go after a market that's definitely spending money, you know, large chunks at a time. These aren't $4 transactions. They're $700, $2,000 at a time. Yeah. They're not micro payments, right? They're not $1. I'm not buying gum with my Bitcoin and the transaction fees are causing a problem. Hmm. And once, once that is working great, yeah, there's no reason you couldn't expand. Um, But it was just kind of a nice put together sort of self-contained industry that is also on board. We're already partnering with some travel companies who are like, yeah, that sounds great. If more people, especially like millennials, certainly want to go travel because they have all this Bitcoin money. Sure. We'll take it. You know, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. They're, they're done buying their Lambos. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's like time to travel instead of experiences cars. instead of things. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's the idea. Very cool stuff. So I, I know you said that's, that's still in the works. It's, it's kind of super stealth. Uh, if, if we wanted to get updates on when that's ready or uh, more information, how, how can we find out about that? You know, so right now, most of that stuff is going to be posted on the cubechain.com website, oh, great. their landing page. And then I'm sure our social media stuff on LinkedIn and Twitter is we're, we like posting updates when our projects actually show up. And so, you know, if you look for the Bixley Twitter or our LinkedIn, eventually a story about this will pop up there. Okay, great. And uh, what's your Twitter name? So our Twitter name is Bixley, B-I-X-L-Y. Okay. And at, at Bixley. It's huh? at, technically, it's at Bixley Django. And it's the whole like DS silent thing. And that is kind of old <laughs> when we were specifically in the Python Django world. Oh, okay. Um, but old, we're old stuck. programming reference there. Yeah. Bixley yeah. Django. Uh, but the name of it is Bixley. Our icon's a little gear. Okay, awesome. And you said also on LinkedIn, you guys keep keep posts going there as well. Yeah. And on the CubeChain website, since this is a project that's powered by CubeChain. Yeah, I'm not sure they, if they've posted much on CubeChain.com, but they certainly will be once once it's ready. And they're keeping this one under wraps for reasons, but <laughs> it will be very publicly broadcasted on our channels and their channels when it's ready. Cool. Well, that's very, very exciting to be able to spend spend some of that crypto money <laughs> right? uh, with ease. Yeah. It's burning a hole Instantly. in my digital wallet. Yeah. Con- convert. Basically, it's the conversion of cryptocurrency into experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's cool. I mean, we are LA Tech. We're really keyed into experiences. Right. I think some of the uh, the top companies have focused on building experiences versus things, mm-hmm. uh, consumables. So 
I think that's, I, I don't know, just kind of my perspective. I, I try to teach this to my nephew because he's, he's young. He's eight years old. He's mm-hmm. awesome. But sometimes he's like, hey, can I have a toy or could I have a present? Right. And like, well, really experiences are better than things yeah. because they're, they're more rare. And, you know, a, a toy is kind of replaceable and then you end up with all this clutter. But if you go travel, if you like, you know, go see the world, that's really cool. That stays with you forever. Yeah. And also the parts of the world change over time. So uh, the way things are now in, uh, you know, I went to Italy 10 years ago and then uh, I went, I went back. Well, actually I went more than 10 years ago and then I went back more recently and most of it was the same, but things started to change just Mm -hmm. like here in, you know, here in the U S things are changing. So it's kind of cool to see the snapshot in time of what a culture is like and what you can do in those different places. I'm just a big fan of experiences. That's all I'm trying to say. I think that's awesome. So travel is an awesome first pick to partner with. And then, yeah, you avoid the the small transactions Mm because you know, they're, they're all going to be a certain amount for uh, airfare and hotel and Mm -hmm. rental cars or whatever else is involved. Exactly. So it's not that bad to throw uh, it's a $5 transaction fee on a thousand dollar purchase. Right. You know, it's not even tax at that point. So yeah. Yeah. Worth it as opposed to other ways to try to convert Bitcoin out to spend that on an, on an experience. And that's the thing. It's just, you know, instead of it sitting there and you're like, look, I'm sure I'm investing or, Oh, I'm waiting for places to accept Bitcoin. Well, any real in the long term, any place can accept it. If all I have to do is, immediately cash out to visa and then pay visa is accepted everywhere. So boom. And it's more of a reason to get out of my house and go explore the world. Right. You could almost call that a side chain. It's not really a chain, but you use existing infrastructure that's designed for these instant transactional payments and you just convert from a blockchain over to that. That, Yeah. That's a smart use of an existing infrastructure. Yeah. And that that's better than reinventing the wheel, you know? We're, we're just connecting existing pieces, making it work really well for the consumers. They don't have to know all that much. If you have Bitcoin, you can, you can go on a trip and we'll make it really easy. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you for coming in and, and talking about these really cool things that you're working on. I can't wait to hear more. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, how can people get in touch with you on social media? So like I said, the, the Bixley Twitter is, that's the best place. Uh, My email address personally is Nick at Bixley.com. And, you know, I'm, I've on, I'm on LinkedIn as well, Nick Wortley. So hit me up there. Cool. And, and how do you spell that? So it's N-I-C-K and then last name is W-O-R-T-L-E-Y. Okay, great. And that'll be in the show notes as well. But I figured just for anyone listening, Wortley is kind of hard to, to <laughs> yeah. spell yeah, off the top I of think your it's head. Polish or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, great. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. And uh, thank you guys at home for listening and have a great weekend. Yes, you can now get your We Are LA Tech tea. You've all been asking for it. Just go to wearelatech.com slash shop to be a part of the movement to make Los Angeles the top city in the world for tech. Yes, we are number three. Let's get it to number one. Wearelatech.com slash shop represent. To join in the conversation and chat with me and other crypto enthusiasts, check out the crypto channel on the We Are LA Tech private Slack at wearelatech.com slash VIP. 
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not the opinions of We Are Light Tech or their participants and are subject to change. The content of the show, the videos, website, and all related works are provided for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to be, nor does it constitute financial investment or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to investing, finances, trading, or anything else based on this content without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to buy, sell, or trade any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent financial advisor. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.